<sighs> Hi guys, it's me, Nathan, the person that is editing the Thoughtcast now. Uh, I just want you guys to know that, yeah, I'm going to do the shoutouts, and yeah, I'm going to do a good job editing, because I'm so good at it. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just a little bit sleepy, so you're going to have to just forgive me, and I, I hope that I don't nod off while I'm reading these patrons. Of course, as you know, the patrons that I'm about to read off are on the Golden Skull tier on the Some Good Shows Patreon, which you can go to pee-pee-poo-poo.club and pledge $7 and get shoutouts such as the ones I'm about to do for Alice Montgomery, Andrew Albers, Ben Krieger, Casual Colleen, Charlotte Ellis, Colleen Humphreys, Doc Rubente, a brand new Welcome to Domino, RBG, Eddie Santiago, Emily Lyon, Emma the Seance, Emo Seal, Emphatic Olive, Ezra, Effin Science Man, Kirby's Creeper, Kyle Hatfield, Matt aka Stormageddon, Nancy Konek, shout out to Cam's mom, Nene12715, Nez, Nick Potter, a brand new welcome to Niall Glover, I Know What You Are, Say It, Pilnock, Sammy V, Spence, Steph, Stephen Mayfield, Victoria Dion, and Zach. Oh, I can't believe that I made it all the way through that without my... I'm falling asleep. <laughs> dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. I rewrote the script and forgot that I rewrote the script. I'm starting over. I'm so excited, dude. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Club Unhinged Thoughtcast, where we endeavor to watch all the entries in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Pilnock. And I'm your host, Audrey Anderson. And today we're talking about Twilight from 2008. <laughs> we don't have a Disney Plus synopsis. That would be wild if we did, if this was on Disney Plus. Oh, we forgot. Oh, fuck. We poured shots and didn't take them. Uh, to Alice. To Alice. <sighs> oh, fuck. <coughs> Yucky. Love you, Alice. Love you. Oh, bleh. That's a... That's a lot. This is the most alcohol I've had before 10 a.m. Or noon in a long time. It's not before noon either. I don't know where I am. Okay, so. It's for the best. Our IMDb synopsis is when Bella Swan moves to a small town in the Pacific Northwest. Un, like, unspecifically, it's Forks, Washington. It's Forks. We all, we know. all know it's Forks. She falls in love with Edward Cullen, a mysterious classmate who reveals himself to be a 108-year-old vampire. Pilnock. Without spoilers, yeah. what's your high-level review? 10 out of 10. It's a perfect movie. 10 out of 10. It's the um, first full number I've ever given, I think, a movie on our podcast. That's actually incredible. Yeah. You? I, I have so many complicated feelings. Yeah. If we want to be serious about it, yeah, this movie is so fun to watch. <laughs> it's, it's such a good time. We watched it as a group in our Discord's voice chat last night. And I had so much fun. It was a great time. I've seen this movie. This this was probably my fourth or fifth viewing. Um, oh, you got to get those numbers up. I those are rookie numbers, baby. Uh, we, you and I, were quoting this movie along with it. Yeah, we're obnoxious. There was one time that I think Cam and I were like watching a video or something, and there was a clip of Twilight, and it was the like pivotal scene. The and. Cam got upset because I was saying the lines along with the clip. 
and he's like how have you seen this so many times that you know the lines and i'm like it's not that you've seen it so many times it's that the lines are iconic look bella a worm Where the hell you been, Loka? Where the Shut hell up. you been, Perfect. Loka? Where the hell you been, Loka? Hot Topic sells so many shirts with that on it. Just yeah. a picture of Jacob and where the hell you been, Loka? That's so good. There, there is, there is not. I cannot give you a short summary of my feelings for this film. Is my okay. my answer here? I, I have so much love. I have so much mm. hatred and fury yeah. as well, all at I the same love- time. I love this movie. I hate this movie. It's this is a perfect movie. This is a horrible movie. To put it into one word, cinema. 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 This is not a movie. This is a film. Can we post your notes to Patreon? My one note? Yeah. Yeah. Here. Sorry, to be clear, she does not mean her one note like the the application I use to take notes. She means she took a single note throughout that entire movie. Here's here's the funny part. I took a single note for the movie. I have That's on what my I just said. I have so many notes about the book because here is our special little treat for our listeners is we both reread Twilight for this episode. Not only did we both reread Twilight, Audrey decided to read Midnight Sun? No, no. what's the other one? I read I read the beginning of Life and Death and then I got too <laughs> angry and I had to stop. Tell people what Life and Death is for those who are not mega fans. So the original Twilight book came out in 2005 and for the I believe it was for the 10th anniversary edition, Stephanie Meyer released a special edition of Twilight that came with Twilight and Life and Death, which is the gender swapped version. And in addition to that, there is also Midnight Sun that came out later. I believe it came out in 2020 even. And Midnight Sun is Twilight from Edward's perspective. Life and death is just, what if we did a gender swap? And, oh, I'm going to just briefly talk. We can can get into it more. Life and death is so stupid. It's so stupid, dude. The names that were chosen for the characters are fucking batshit. Hold on. I'm going to defend the names for a second. No. So try. Most of them are bad. Most of them are bad. Bo and Beaufort is bad. Bella is. Bella is Isabella. And she's a point in the movie to be like, it's Bella. It's actually just Bella. So Audrey's like, they did Beaufort so that he could be Bo. (laughs) Bo, which is bad. bad. But the other ones like. Victor becoming Victoria or that's Victoria fine. becoming Victor. Like, of course, that's what happened. That makes yeah. sense to me. That's fine. But it what's Edward? Edward is Edith. And spelled Even dead. I'm the hero. Shut up. Because it's not spelled that way. It's E-D-Y-T-H-E. Edith. Even dead. You're the hero, Erica. Hey, that's something. Mm. We're learning a lot. It's okay, not. But anyway. it's, every character in this book. And I read the preface of it because Stephanie Meyer kind of explains a little bit of like why she did this. So her agent was basically like, what do you want to do for the 10th anniversary? And she wanted to release Midnight Sun at that point. And that's what I guess fans were like really hankering for because the news had been out by that point that Midnight Sun was going to exist. But it wasn't going to be ready in time for the 10th anniversary edition. Mm. Not enough time to write a whole new book. So what she did was she gender swapped it. And... Did she just control F replace? No, because there okay. there are little things where and I, I understand this, too. Like if you're an author that comes out with this like book that gets huge, you probably have all these things that you wish you would like 
like wording changes and shit like that. And part of it was her doing that. Bo is a slightly different character and she thinks he's like super different. It's not. Most of the passages. Is he clumsy? He is still clumsy because he had a growth spurt and he's a little bit awkward. Okay. And the characters, though, to me, read pretty much the same, except okay. she thinks that Bella has more of an angry streak. She has like a chip on her shoulder in the book a little bit. And Bo doesn't have that so much. But it the book sucks is what I'm getting at. And I didn't finish yeah. it because I was like, I just read this three days ago. And most of the passages are the same. Uh, I th- Some of the differences when they're at uh, Port Angeles like nobody's like getting rapey towards Bo. They want to shoot him. They're, well, why don't like, they just have mug? Like, why don't they just have muggers? Well, I think he like he accidentally walks in on a drug dealer or something. Oh my god! Okay. It's it's mostly like implied <laughs> what it is. Like it's not really spelled out. So there's that, and then spoiler for Life and Death, the book that came out in 2015. So mm-hmm. and the Brigade. Yeah, uh, he gets to be a vampire. At the end of the book. So book one? Yeah. So there was never an intention to continue doing sequels gender swapped because how are you going to do Renezme? Like you don't. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what happens is Bo leaves the airport five minutes earlier than Bella had and gets out and like escapes or whatever. So Edward is like two minutes too late to save or Edith, sorry, it's so fucking confusing and stupid. Edith is <laughs> two minutes too late to save Bo from Joss, the female vampire who's ki- trying to kill him. And <laughs> Joss. Joss. She. Known murderer, Joss. Ah, we that's so funny. Like, okay, so by the time Edith and not Carlisle, Kareen and not Alice Archie show up, clunky as fuck, dude. By the time that they show up, it's too late. Archie has a vision, the two options, and these powers don't make sense in this version. There are two two visions, and either Edith tries to suck the venom out and fails, and Mm -hmm. Bo dies, or they just let him become a vampire. So at the end of this book, they give Bo the choice. They're like, do you want to die or do you want to become a vampire? They do not give Bella any choice or any agency in these books. Okay. uh, So Bo becomes a vampire. No, you're wrong. They give Bella a lot of times to make decisions and it's like a whole plot point thing to be discussed. How every time (sighs) Bella gets to make a decision, she gets her way. She does get to become a vampire. She does get to have sex. Yeah, she does get to be reckless on a motorcycle and have Edward show up. She does get to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fight with you on this. I, I really don't. The only person in twilight, the original book, not the sequels that gives Bella any agency at all is Alice because yeah, when, Oh, Joss, James, fuck, this Mm. sucks Mm -hmm. so bad. Yeah. When James is after Bella and they're in the car trying to figure out what to do, it is Edward and Alice and Emmett discussing how they're going to do this. And Bella's Mm -hmm. like, I have an idea. Does anyone want to hear my idea? And Alice is the only one that does. Yeah. And also, it's worth pointing out in the movie, that doesn't even happen. Yeah. At no point does Bella try and get knocked down. Yeah. Or like, no, it's, it's not Bella tries and is 
disregarded. Mm -hmm. She just decides to do this dumb plan without telling anyone in the movie. Well, it's the it's the decision to protect Charlie and all of that. Because yeah, initially yeah. in the book, Edward is like, I'm taking you and we're running. And she's but like... But it makes sense in the yeah. in the book that she ends up just doing what she wants anyway because she tried a play before and no one listened to her. Well, in the movie, she never even tries. She just does the dumb thing. In, in the book, her plan... Hold on, fuck, hold, we have to do this in plot order. We are... This is off the rails. I don't think Bella has agency. That's my sure. argument. And we can discuss whether or not she does. But in, okay. in the gender-swapped ver- version, it is Bo's choice. Sorry, to be clear, uh, agency I meant as an ongoing theme throughout. And when she does get to make a choice, it, there's no it's, consequences for it. She never faces consequences. That is true. Okay. Not permanent ones. No. But because she Edward chooses comes to, to save her. Yeah. Yeah. There's never, she never. <sighs> there's okay. the dynamic in this romance is so shitty. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we have to do this by plot order. <laughs> We're or Stephanie fight. Meyer's going to kill me. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer's still behind you, still holding a still gun behind to your head. Gun. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode of the MCU Thoughtcast is sponsored by Blood. Get it in you, kids. So Audrey is going to be comparing this throughout, very likely, to Life and Death, the gender swap, whereas and I'm going to be comparing it to its true inspiration, hmm. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Oh my god. Okay, so the movie starts off with a Bella voiceover saying that she would die for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, she would die. For, she never thought she'd have to die for someone she loved, but right. it it is a choice worth making or like however she phrases it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she starts lying to us immediately by telling us she's going to miss Phoenix, something no one in the history of mankind has ever felt. Yeah. She's really sad about leaving Phoenix where she doesn't go outside anyway. It's a desert, girl. It's a desert. In the in the movie, she has her little cactus that she's taking with her, which I do think is cute. That's not in the book. There are some changes that I'm like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Just like cute little visual nods instead of, yeah. Which is interesting, too, because the way the book is written is basically a screenplay. There is yeah. not much in the way of description. It is mostly like, he said this, then I said this, then he said this. And like... Very, very simple, right? It's YA. Like, what are you going to do? Makes it easy to read in three days. It's fanfic yeah, that got published. It truly is. Charlie picks her up in his cruiser. He is the chief of police. And Hannah repeatedly had to remind Audrey and I, who were barking at our screens, well, I was, mm-hmm. that Charlie is a cop and ACAB includes him. And he's a small town cop. So there's even less accountability than usual. Dude. And he does try to get uh, the kid who hits Bella with his car in like extra trouble. And he's a black kid. And that's bad <laughs> optics, baby. Yeah. Oh, we watched like some of the like uh, bonus features and stuff. And the director, Catherine Hardwick, tried to introduce diversity in this movie. There is. And they tried to play it off like Stephanie was on board. No, the fuck she was not. No, she wasn't. There is no description of anything other than pale skin in the books. And the like the characters in the movie that are like not white are all side characters or Laurent. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, I mean, also the wolves, which is its oh, own that's stereotypical yeah. problem. I am. We are not qualified to talk on like no. the weird shit that Stephanie Meyer does with Native American legends. She is. I trust that it's Mormon. Fucked up. Yeah, she's Mormon derogatory. It's yes. exactly what you fucking expect from a Mormon author. I I was told ex Mormon, but you know, it's still there's still it's no one there. in this. Charlie's a cop, and he doesn't drink coffee. Okay. I didn't pick up on that at all. Bella doesn't 
there's no tea, coffee, there's no tobacco, there's like, whoa, no sex before marriage. You know what there is? And I'll say it every time, soaking. 209 cum shots, dude. I know Jacob is bouncing that bed for them. I know he's doing the little jump hump. Shut up, he would never. He wants desperately anything to make Bella happy. Oh my God, he's a little puppy dog. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to talk about Jake, like Jacob's scenes in this movie too. <laughs> so there's 120 people in Forks. Charlie is picking her up in her cruiser mm -hmm. and he tells her and he, he's carrying all her bags in like he's being a sweet boy. He's carrying all her bags in. He said, I cleared some shelves for you in the bathroom. He's like the sales lady picked out your bed stuff. You like purple, right? It's just like he clearly put effort into this. He tried. It's sweet. Charlie is the best character. He is. He is a dad of a daughter that he is not close with. He has only mm -hmm. ever seen her for one week a summer like through her entire childhood and in the book also it even like mentions that there's like pictures of him and renee around the house and it's clear that he never got over his ex-wife mm -hmm. there is so much, much like to charlie that i love yeah. so much also speaking of charlie in life and death charlie is about to do, yeah charlie is still a man there are Mm, there are only so many characters that don't get gender swapped and charlie and renee are two of them in the preface of the book Stephanie Meyer explains that the reason for this is that the Renee character is so like flighty and like unreliable. And Men can be flighty and unreliable. Yes, they can. But Bella was born in 1987. And Stephanie Meyer thinks that if there was a custody battle at all, a male version of Renee would never have gotten custody. And that is her reason. The The whole like vampire thing, like the weird mythology in the book, totally believable. But the idea that R Robert, male Renee, would be able to have custody is the part where she's like, that's not realistic. I have to keep them the original gender. I hate this fucking woman. Um, Don't say that. She can hear you. Stephanie, <laughs> I'm sorry. We take it back. Um. I actually think it's really cool how you just wrote yourself as the protagonist of this book. It's not creepy or weird at all. <sighs> it's. Yeah. So in Pride and Prejudice, similarly, the parents are not in love anymore. Oh. It's like a point of contention. Um, they're still together, though. So that one gets a little bit slippery. But it is still the protective father. The You go to him first for relationship approval. And Edward is introduced to Charlie in this movie for relationship approval. And and it's that's all. It's Edward that wants Charlie's approval. Like Bella just yeah. doesn't want him to be involved at all, which is interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and then Charlie has bought her a truck. Which yes, she initially is like, I was going to buy my own car, like whatever. And then she, I love that she sees the truck and she's immediately like, this is fucking awesome. I love this yeah. car. In the book, she's a little unthankful, but it's because she thinks she's buying it. She doesn't know it's a gift yet. Yes. And, and then surprise. And she's like, how much was it? And he's like, well, I bought it for you as like a present. And then she fucking loves it. Yeah. And so our first like different. Good dad. Yeah, he's a good dad. So he's sweet. trying. And he's like, I knew that you would need a truck or something when you get out here. Yeah. So I, I took care of it. And in the book, too, it's made like the point is made that he never asks for custody because he knows that Renee needs Bella. And mm. he's a good man. Like, he's a good guy. He's a good man. And eventually when Bella is like, I don't want to come to Forks anymore. He even like he spends his week with her per summer in California. Like he even makes mm -hmm. that change. for Like, he's a good dad. A great dad. Ugh. So... 
then we, she's at her first day of school, and Eric greets her with his huge oh. smile. He's immediately super friendly. Sorry, Go ahead. when when they arrive at the house and the truck is there, so is Billy Black and Jacob. And Jacob. And that is right. not in the book. In In the book, they don't show up until later. Yeah, but yeah. in this, you you have the pre-established like friendship between Charlie and Billy is there, and then Jacob mm-hmm. is there, and he's like, "We made mud pies together. Let me show you how to use your truck. I'm super cute." Okay, now she mm-hmm. goes to school. Do you like my lace front? I don't either. Oh, uh, the the Amazon Prime like video player shows you trivia while you're watching the movie. If you pause, it'll like have a little trivia thing. One of the trivia that I sent to Pildock was just like, Taylor Lautner had to wear a wig for this movie. Yeah, no shit, dude. Oh, shocking. I, it wasn't obvious at all. Oh, my God. It just looks this so natural. This party city motherfucker. Party yeah. So the boys are all gunning for her attention. And this upsets Anna Kendrick a little bit. Yeah. Which is I mean, girl, I get it. You know, the bio teacher is named Mr. Banner. So yes. this is MCU confirmed. That's a good point. Yeah. Bruce is Bruce is the biology teacher that gives them Race. their fucking onion root cells. Yeah. So, OK, but before that, we're in the like the the cafeteria when we do like the slow-mo intros. It's the funny. Oh it's so God. fucking funny. I love it. Um, All the Cullens are just staring all the time. There's so much staring in this movie. Yeah. In the book, they don't look at Bella. They like stare off into the middle distance like all the time. Anytime it, it like pans over the Cullens in the book, they're just gazing uninterested except for edward who's staring directly always into camera with the most terrifying stare which like rereading the book right before watching this movie you do kind of know like i think the the twilight movie has a reputation for being very like not expressive like very like deadpanned but you do like once you pick up like robert pattinson's little like expression quirks and stuff like you can see him have the realization that he can't read Bella's mind yes and I think that's really good actually I think Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart in this movie do the best with what they've got Uh, they sincerely did they did yes yes in like the scene at La Push which we will get to Bella is flirting and she's so bad at it but it's first of all Kristen Stewart did not have to act that is her yes that is how Kristen Stewart, famous lesbian, would <laughs> attempt to flirt with a man to get something out of him. It was perfect. Ugh. And that is how Bella would flirt because she sucks at flirting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole point that she's not a cheerleader. She's not in the sports team. She's very awkward. She doesn't do things. She doesn't have team sports. Like, And in the book, too, it's explicitly says that she's like trying to flirt with him in the way that like she has been da- dazzled by Edward, where she like tries to look up under her eyelashes and stuff like that. We can't that. do this. We'll get to it. It's okay, so, so good. We're in the... We're in the the cafeteria mm-hmm. and we see Rosalie and Emmett who both look like they're 40 and Rosalie does dress like she's a fucking substitute teacher. <sighs> she's Emmett so hot. is eating in every shot. It's- Vampires do not eat, but that actor is so fucking himbo. This is another fact that Audrey sent me. It's so that perfect. actor is so himbo, he could not stop eating. They they you couldn't, couldn't find in front of him. They couldn't find any shots that they could use where he wasn't eating. <laughs> It's so funny. It's so you had good. One job. So much of the trivia also is like continuity errors about their makeup in the movie because there are some shots where apparently they didn't do the pale makeup for like the neck and shit. You can see it really clearly on Esme too. Like yeah. her hairline is just her hairline. Like they didn't even bad, bother, dude. And I yeah. love that actress. She's in a lot is of that like a wig. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's it does not look natural. It's weird. It's okay. like reddish. Yeah. So they're in bio with Mr. Banner, mm-hmm. and they've framed a shot so a snowy eagle is 
flapping its wings behind Edward like as like a taxidermy. Like he's an angel. It's incredible. Uh, and we have the whole scene where it looks like he is about to shit himself because a fan is blowing Bella's freesia scent into his nostrils. In, in the movie, this is not mentioned, but in the book, Edward tells Bella that she has a very floral scent like freesia. He says it like four times. Like four times. Other vampires comment on her smell. Like Alice is even like, you do smell like a flower. Or like you do smell good, I think is what she says. To be to be perfectly clear for anyone who's unfamiliar, um, no one under the age of 55 would wear a perfume with freesia in it. No. All right. So we're moving on. Stephanie Meyer, you have the weirdest fucking taste. Um, Edward is trying to get edit it like change out of bio yes. in the counselor's office and they won't let him but bella walks in and knows that he has tried to do this now and she's bummed yes and it's it's like edward looks so angry yeah because he didn't get it what he wants and bella is like you don't know me from eve is the line that she says in the book to like mm. herself and in in life and death is she doesn't know me from adam why how could the actual she, line yeah how could she be so mad at me if she doesn't know me from adam or whatever uh yeah. which that would also suck if you were like the new kid at a school and someone just immediately is like fucking repulsed by you you stink so bad yeah and Okay, so I do want to take a second to point out all the times that Bella has so far tried to avoid attention. Mm -hmm. So, well, not all the times, but like when she pulls up into the parking spot, um, her very old car shits itself yes. and like makes a ton of noise. It's really funny. Um, when she walks in, Eric is trying to, you know, put a camera in her face and ask her to do a feature in the Front school page, paper. baby. At the lunch table, uh, Alice, no, sorry. Um, Angela? Anna Kendrick. Yeah, oh. whatever her name is. Anna Kendrick's character Anna is Anna Kendrick like, is Jessica. Or maybe it is Angela. I think it's 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 Angela that has the that takes the picture of her. Yeah. So yeah. another person is trying to get her into the newspaper is my point. Mm -hmm. um, then you've got Edward giving her weird attention. And like she again goes to leave the parking lot. And this is when we finally see the silver Volvo. Oh, we love a Volvo. Stephanie Meyer is so obsessed with Volvos, dude. So weird. Um, and then Edward is again. All the Cullens now, I think, are staring at her this time. Yes. So it's like. The entire time she is trying to disappear into the background. Mm -hmm. And just like in a Pride and Prejudice, mm. uh, she comes from a family of moderate wealth, like not well off, can take care of themselves. So like the contrast of her car versus Darcy Cullen's fancy cars, because they've got, you know, they've got the really nice Jeep. They've got the Volvo. They've got the convertible. Darcy. And Bella has this one shitty car. This. And like it like it like these contrasts are I, I think they are intentional. This is the perfect podcast. The Pride and Prejudice stuff, I mean. I'm yeah. so happy. <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, it's two teenagers that feel sexually attracted to each other. Something's keeping them apart. Each character thinks the attraction is unrequited. It's... Mm. Mm. The, in, in the book, they are constantly having a battle of, no, I like you more. No, I like you more. No, you yeah. are my life now. Fucking oh man, it, which <laughs> is like it's so funny that we just watched Spider Man where Wade and Betty, news anchor girl Be Betty, have this thing where they like get way too into each other way too fast and they act like very very serious adult relationships. Mm -hmm. And now we're watching this movie where it's doing that, but unironically, there there are a lot of like YA novels that will start a chapter by saying like what day it is, like what day of the mm -hmm. month it is, and stuff like that. <laughs> and I think it was probably like you can't do that in this book because then it is so obvious that these people are so obsessed with each other within weeks she starts in yeah. the spring semester and the movie and book end at prom like yeah you do not know each other it's so yeah. 
Okay. So they're at the diner and it's like a whole point that Charlie gets steak and cobbler. Sorry, he only gets cobbler on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. But it's still really cute that like he has a a regular he's taken care of like this lady likes Charlie. Mm -hmm. Defends him. Well, not defends him, but it's like you got a really good dad here, kid. Um, and she's like, I remember when you used to come in or the Santa. Yeah, the, the, the people in the diner are like the diner itself is new to the movie. And I think it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting change because it, it, it adds life to force. It would get. Yeah, it would get too boring if it was just Bella and Charlie eating at home all the time. This way you get more people in the city that aren't teenagers like you don't have that in the book it's a little bit weird that in the book bella is cooking every single meal for both of them and she's doing all the household cleaning she is a high school student well that was her relationship with renee and there is because renee was a scatterbrain there there is you know there there are parental dynamics where it is basically like the child becomes the parent and that is entirely what she had with renee so i think in the book it's like when she moves in with charlie she just resumes that but charlie has been living by himself for like 17 years like he doesn't need yeah. it so i i think it was an interesting change like there the the changes between the book and the movie feel all very intentional and meaningful in a good way mm-hmm. like shout out to Catherine hardwick for trying and then i think after that is when we have like bella starts going to school and edward's not showing anymore edward isn't there no. and the music starts playing and like we immediately get this super somber music this weird voiceover this is the first time edward goes missing she has spoken to him zero times, zero times. So he just made a gross face no words exchanged yeah yeah so edward isn't here and already her life is tilted yes like unbelievable yes bad this dark brooding stranger this darcy who has insulted you mm-hmm. you are obsessed with him incredible yeah C- i know couldn't, it's, I know couldn't it's be me. uh yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> don't be mean to me i'll fall in love with you <laughs> to quote aaron oh that's so uh, also, this came out in 2008, and she's wearing blue eyeshadow the entire time. Like, they they did no makeup makeup, but she's wearing blue eyeshadow. Actually, it could be gray, but there is such a heavy blue filter that it looks like... The blue, the blue filter, filter on this movie shadow. is so good. Uh, Pilnock for Christmas did give me and Sammy <laughs> keychains that are just a piece of blue plastic with, like, a frame. That says Twilight 2008. Yeah, so you can put it over your phone camera and give a blue tinge to your picture. It's so... Yeah. It works. It's perfect it's so funny it's, it's so, so funny. good and like part of me wants to be like well this was the era of there are some mid-2000s movies that have like weird color grading this is uh, weird hulk 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 is that's true hulk was also 2008 yeah and like very green yeah i was thinking they filtered the shit out of that movie the difference between us i was thinking like the saw movies have like a weird blue green like tinge to them also and that was like a few years before this i think Sorry. You know that I would never. Oh, yeah. I, I don't watch them either. Uh, okay. <laughs> he does show up to school and sh- he's different. Yeah, his eyes have changed colors. Um, We have a few moments of her being clumsy and we do encourage you. I'm going to say this when we fucking tweet it so that you don't have a choice to have missed any. Mm-hmm. When you watch this movie, every time she is clumsy, take a shot. Oh, my God. She trips over or nothing. All yeah, the she time. trips all the time. And like, I didn't. She's so clumsy. I didn't notice it as much like in earlier viewings of this movie. But after reading the book where it just hammers home, she's clumsy. She can't she can't do sports. She can't dance. Yeah, she's clumsy. If you read it, take a shot every time it mentions Edward's eyes. Yeah. Fuck, you'll be wasted. And OK, so yeah, dad has put new truck tires on because we have to set the scene that it's slippery and snowy and dangerous. Yes, out, that's true. Which is why. Thank God Edward's back in the parking lot, though, oh because. God. Tyler does a swing of the pop van and almost kills her. 
But Edward saves her. Edward. She's just so clumsy. We see him across the parking lot with his family. And then he makes a face because he can tell what's about to happen. Like he sees the van coming. Bella has headphones in, which she doesn't in the book. No, I think she was staring at Edward and that was the problem. Classic. So stupid. Such a silly girl. Uh, Silly, clumsy girl. But Edward is there immediately and like pushes the van away, leaves a dent. Like she sees him Mm -hmm. push it away. And then in the movie, he fucking like flips over the car and like is out. Whereas in the book, he like went in the ambulance with her. And that's when they start arguing. But uh, she ends up in the hospital. Charlie shows up. He's not there in the books. But he is mad at Tyler and like all of that. Tyler's very apologetic, blah, blah, blah. She eventually she meets Dr. Cullen, Carlisle, White Sammy, uh, Awuga, Hot, and (laughs) he clears up. Hot daddies. God, yeah, huh? Well, Stephanie Meyer... On, she's got a type. She has she has daddy issues where all of the mm. male like love interests are basically father figures. She has mommy issues. They all t- take care of protective. Yeah, yeah. The way that she writes about motherhood is infuriating. Oh no 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 no. I have to. No 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 no. Female characters are driven by an innate desire to have babies. So we have. Rosalie hates Bella for the reason that she is a human, but it is explained in later books that she is so fucking furious at Bella because Bella can have baby. Rosalie yeah. can't and have like, baby. The reason, so Rosalie's like, I wouldn't have chosen, much, much later, yes. I wouldn't have chosen this for myself. I, I wish someone had voted no about me becoming a vampire. And the reason she says that is explicitly because she cannot have children anymore. Yeah. Not because of the bloodthirst, not because she's lost some of her autonomy, not because she doesn't have the agency to decide what she wants anymore because she has this overwhelming bloodlust mm-hmm. because she can't have a baby. Because she can't have baby. The reason that Esme, Dr. Carlisle, Dr. Carlisle Cullen's wife, which mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. So, the reason that Esme is a vampire is because Edward tells Bella she fell off a cliff and Carl- Carlisle, like when she showed up at the hospital, her heart was still beating. So Carlisle turned her into a vampire because he was lonely and he wanted companionship. That's fucked well, up. It is fucked up because she doesn't have agency in that decision. And she's like, nope. here's your new. And it's like, here's your new husband. I hope you like him because it's for it's for eternity it's for eternity and carlisle had done the same thing for edward where he was like you need a companion here's rosalie she fucking hates you and then that doesn't work (laughs) out so that very easily could have happened with esme also but no they're like perfect for each other that's a fun coincidence but we find out later that the reason why esme fell off that cliff was she didn't fall she flung herself off the cliff because her newborn baby had died and there's no other reason for her. And like, that's that's its own thing. Like, that's a very hard thing to go through. But when it's like all of these female characters, their sole motivation is have baby must be mother. That yeah. fucking blows, dude. Yeah, it's terrible. It's bad writing. And I hate it. <laughs> Do you think if I got you a punching bag, you'd use it? Maybe. I don't yeah. I only get mad at movies. It, it's a fucking st- infuriating like we we had this whole thing with ScarJo mm-hmm. and how she is a monster because she can't oh have a baby in the MCU God. Joss Whedon and Stephanie Whedon, Meyer write a book together it'll be pissed do poor. not do not do not okay so 
uh, he gaslights or Edward is gaslighting her in the hallway and she basically tells him to fuck off. She knows what happened. Um, you're not going to get away with this. Yeah. She's um, like, I saw also, you. You can't convince me. And then he goes, no one will believe you. Sorry. The Pride and Prejudice uh, equal here mm-hmm. is when Darcy pays for Kitty and Wickham's wedding and dowry. He saves her behind, and doesn't want credit for it publicly. Hmm. I've never read Pride so. and Prejudice or seen the movie. So I trust you. Yeah. Don't worry. I've never been wrong. So now they go on a field trip to a greenhouse and he's being fucking weird. Yeah, that's not in and the book. And she stumbles. Yeah, she stumbles over nothing. And like, that's when he's... That's the fourth one. Yeah. That's when he starts like asking her a bunch of questions about her life and stuff like that. Her background. Wanting yeah. to figure her out because he's clearly mm-hmm. like very frustrated. He can't read her mind like he can read everybody else's. Mm-hmm. And like, also, he's really bad at keeping his secret about being a vampire because I think he even Terrible. he keeps alluding to other people's thoughts that he can read. And she's like, what are you talking yep. about? You can't read people's minds. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah I totally can't read people's minds. Stupid. Um, and then right around here, I, I started taking quotes from the group. Mm. So I will now just be peppering those in, such as Jasper is a he him lesbian. I yes. will not explain. Yeah, that was an Audrey quote. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. Next. Uh, he says, what if I'm not the hero? What if I'm the bad guy? <laughs> Shut up, Edward. Shut up. <laughs> uh, we find out he can't go to... So then they cut and she's like, you're so weird to me. Why don't you just come hang out? If we can't date, let's just hang out. Come to La Push. Come to La Push. And he's like, um, Yeah, because all of Bella's no. human friends are like planning a like drive to the beach. There are not a whole lot of beaches, so it's La Push. Why are they doing a beach day in Seattle in the winter? They... They ended up like in the book, it was because it was going to be an unusually sunny day. And so it made sense. One thing I just realized also is the greenhouse scene in this movie kind of takes place of the like blood typing scene in the book. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's not in the the nurse. And I'm, I'm glad that they changed it because here's one thing that doesn't make sense. So Bella was nearly hit by a car and she had to go to the hospital. Tyler's there and he's all bloodied up, right? He's got bandages on them. She's in a hospital. She's fine. But when they do blood typing in class, she sees one drop of blood and she's like so queasy nauseous. She has to go to the nurse. It's a whole thing. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's not consistent. So I am glad that they took it out. And it's her own blood. It's her own blood. Yeah. Something that no woman has ever seen before. No. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> certainly not. Certainly not by the cupful every twenty-eight days. So, La Push. Um, La Push. So she's doing very awkward flirting with Jacob to try and get more uh, myth information out. Yeah. Jacob is Wickham. Thank you. Yeah, La Push is on the reservation. And mm-hmm. so Jacob and a bunch of other like native teens like show up and are hanging out with these kids. And one of the the teenagers like they're kind of like making fun of Bella and one of her friends, I forget who, is like, oh, she invited Edward Cullen, but he's not showing. And one of the native teens goes, oh, the Cullens aren't allowed here <laughs> or the Cullens don't come here. Cullens don't come. Yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. And so Bella starts flirting with Jacob to get information out of him. And that's when we get the exposition. I don't think they call them cold ones in the movie, but that's how Jacob refers to them in the book. So, yeah, I think in her Google search montage, yes. it pops up with cold ones yeah. a few times. So which, by the way, that montage of her Google searching for all this information literally is just the Buffy intro. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like the slow. Every weird, generation shots of text. has a slayer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. It's so funny. Okay, so 
the vamp trio comes and kills the boatman. I and we get the horrible blur effects of vampires moving. Ten out of ten. I like that there is more of a sense of danger in the movie. So in the book, it is not a thing up until the like right before the baseball game, basically. They're like, oh, there are some very bad pacing. There are some like other vampires in the region. We're keeping an eye on them, whatever. In the movie, there are some like horror scenes where it's like these vampires are like killing people in the area. Charlie is aware of it. Charlie is involved in the investigation. That gives him more character. It, like it's a lot better. Yeah. It's very good horror elements mm-hmm. spiced throughout this movie, which makes sense. It is vampires and werewolves. There needs to be danger, some stakes to the danger. But like it it's just I could have done this on horror tropes, but it wasn't my realm. But this movie has so much horror elements in mm-hmm. it that you could make the argument that Twilight is a horror. Yeah. You could you could pluck those out. You could pluck those scenes out. You could pluck the music cues. You can yeah. horror the characters. Romance. Like it's Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Good and movie. like the the scene with the boat guy is so stupid too because the vampires like give themselves a little introduction. They're like, "It's always who are you? What do you want? Like, why are you why doing, are you this? doing <laughs> this?" It was a fun. I like that scene. I think it's funny. But- also, Zach pointed out um, if you watch this movie and something is stupid or funny or bad, mm-hmm. just tell your brain that it's a Tim Robinson sketch. Yeah, it's a very. <laughs> It's effective. It's effective. This will be the funniest movie you watch if you view it as several Tim Robinson sketches in a row. Every everything is played so straight, and the movie takes itself so seriously. Which is weird for such a queer movie. Where it it yeah. feels like the TC Tuggers, like Riverdale spoof from "I Think You yes. Should Leave," and it fucking yeah. rules, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, it's great. Okay, okay, so. The the vampires get to do a little bit of a murder to the former Santa Claus, and then we just go to Port Angeles for shopping oh. because Bella's got a book that she wants. I did and not. The girls got. Dresses. I did not make the connection that it was the guy in the diner. Yeah, that was Santa. Oh shit! That's why they introduced. And that's him in the why diner. Charlie is so upset. I didn't put that together. They've been friends for years. Fuck! I've yeah, seen yeah, this yeah, movie yeah. so many times. That's honestly really good. Um, I'm just stupid. Cinema. 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 Uh, yeah. So she she had looked up the Quilly legends and she had mm. found a book that was for sale at Port Angeles. Yeah. And then the girls are going dress shopping for prom that Bella's not going oh to. Oh, my God. And Anna Kendrick's boobs look so good. <laughs> they look great. They look good great. for her. Um, Edward. Oh, sorry. Then the, she's like not into the dress shopping. She's being kind of a shitty friend yeah. here. In the book, she's a nicer friend. She's very supportive. She's helping them find stuff. And they decide, like, we'll meet you for dinner. Bella's going to go do her own thing. She gets lost because she's just so silly. She's She's so so clumsy. She walks down an alley. Who the fuck in their right mind (sighs) walks down an alley in a new city? Dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah. Um, So she gets followed by these boys who don't do anything in the books or in the movie. They don't actually do anything. No. Well, shit, in the movie, they get really close to it, In the movie, they get close and they have... The rapey thoughts that Edward hears. Right. Yeah. It's just very funny to me that Edward thought crime. <laughs> thought crime is the problem here. Yeah. And it Edward is right to step he, in, but it's just, yes. it's fucking hilarious. It is shitty. And I'm going to bring up life and death again, because in that yeah, book, Edith comes and saves Bo because he like is lost in the alleys or whatever. And also they're like, he and his guy friends are in uh, Port Angeles to see a movie instead. Uh, cause they can't go dress shopping, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he like stumbles upon a drug deal or something and the evil bad thoughts that these people have. And like also in life and death, it's like three guys and two women that are like going after him. I don't know why. Uh, they want to shoot him. They show off their guns and they're like, did you see anything? And he's like, I didn't see anything. And they're like, yeah, you're right. You didn't see anything. And they still want to kill him. And that's when Edith shows up in her car and he has to like, she's like, I'm going to go teach them some manners. And he's like holding on to her. Like, no, if you go, if you get out of this car, I'll get out with you. And it's, yeah, the dynamic is just weird because she's, like, I don't know. There, There is something to be said about, like, why can't there be a book where it is a woman rescuing the guy all the time? But it just, it feels fucking weird. Yeah. It's not written well, and that's not the commentary that Stephanie is going for. So it doesn't, like, I'm not going to give it props for anything. Yeah. But the closest pride allegory here. Oh, do you have Oh, I was going to say that it fucking sucks that, like, in the gender swapped version, it is just general danger. But when it is a guy rescuing a girl, it has to be the threat of sexual violence. Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. We actually, women characters can grow and be strong uh, without the threat of sexual assault. Yeah. Um, the closest pride is, I suppose, when they go shopping for ribbons and they run into Wickham. And then after they run into Wickham, they run into Darcy, who is like, this guy's bad news. What are you doing? It's the same thing mm. of they go shopping for dresses. They run into bad news. This guy is bad news. What are you doing? Like, that's the closest I've got here. This is a loose one. That's honestly, it makes sense to me. I'm, go- I'm good with it. Um, OK, so we get reunited with the gals yes. um, after Edward spends a car ride looking like he's going to fucking cry or come. Yeah. It's. Such a coin toss. I feel very protective of you. They have spoken three total times. In biology about the cells in the greenhouse and about in the hospital. In the hospital. So like, yeah, this is the fourth conversation they've ever had. I feel very protective of you. Girl, that's fucking weird. Yeah. If someone who is not your parent or I don't know, best friend or maybe spouse says that about you run Mm -hmm. also in the book when she gets into the car he is playing claire de lune and they're like having an argument and then she stops and she's like is this claire de lune and he's like you know debussy and i'm like are you fucking kidding me debussy debussy dude it is classical music everybody's heard claire de lune claire de lune is in every movie you have ever seen shut the fuck up they just wanted to do the like probably in the end they just wanted to do the fucking garden state thing of like you've heard the shins or like whatever it is i don't know who cares it's stupid yeah, so they reunite with the gals. The gals are like, what's going on? Uh, he's like, I'll take her home. Maybe she should eat first. And they go get mushroom ravioli, yes. and he doesn't eat. And the server hits on him, and he doesn't know. The way that Stephanie Meyer writes these servers and the, like, the hostess <sighs> or whatever, they're just so mean to Bella because she's with a hot guy, and they want to be with the hot guy. But he only has eyes for her. And The way it's written, it genuinely... It's like, belittling. This, it's all why I thought that vampires had... They could compel people and they can't because it doesn't make sense for Edward to get his way. We're watching this movie and Pilnock thinks that Edward has the like glamour Glamour, ability that like I think the like what we do in the shadows vampires have that. Yeah. And no, it's just like Stephanie Meyer wrote her wrote him to just be so handsome that people just give him whatever he wants anyway. Like like he signs her out from the guidance counselor. He slips the hostess to get them a table like all like it's none of it. He's. Look, look, Robert is a handsome man. He is. He is not hot enough for me to anything. No. You know, like, I, I, just say no. Yeah. I don't give a shit. No, I don't have a table. Yeah. Next. <sighs> Are you money? Maybe. Yeah. 
It's slipped me at 20. So fucking stupid. Um, one thing I also like about the movie version is so when Edward drives Bella back home to Forks from Port Angeles in the book, that's where they have the like, I know what you are conversation. But in the movie, they wait to do it in the forest. And that's better anyway. The forest is better for atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. He says, I don't have the strength to stay away from you anymore. God. And she says, then don't. You just met. You just you met. Just met. You just met. And he's so obsessed with you. And by this point also, she's had a nightmare where she wakes up and she sees Edward in her room. Yeah. What? But I think she thinks that she dreamt yeah. it because she like closes her eyes open. He's but so what fast. I'm saying is he's already watching her sleep by this point. That's how obsessed he's been he doing is. it for months. He admits to doing it for months. They have not known each other at all. Bella is pantsless while he shows up in her room um, and they start making out. Um, That's as far as you go. Soaking only. Yeah. He like launches himself against the back wall to get himself off of her. Yeah. I, it's also. OK, so they eat at Port Angeles and then on the drive home, she like touches his hand and that's when she realizes how cold he is. Mm -hmm. And then they pass by the Forks Police Department where they f f see that stuff is happening and they stop. Yeah, there's a corpse being rolled to the fucking parking lot with his piggies out. Yeah, with his fucking toes out, dude. I have another quote from the group chat. Oh, good. It's from you again. I thought I had one sleeve of crackers left, but I have two. I'm glad I didn't kill myself. Was... <laughs> <laughs> you stupid bitch. I was really high. <laughs> I'm so glad I wrote that down. That's so funny. So, Charlie hands her a bear mace, like a thing of bear mace. Don't give Bella a bear mace. Give her a gun and put her in Fortnite. One other uh, Amazon Prime trivia. The bear mace that he hands her has a green label, which means that it's for training purposes only and it's water in there. <gasps> That's like... <laughs> That's so fucking it's funny. Really funny. And she uses it on James later. <laughs> and it makes sense that it does nothing. Yeah, now. but I mean, and that, that wasn't an intentional thing. That was just like... Oops, we forgot. Really we didn't funny. give the actress real bear mace. That would have been stupid anyway. But uh, God, that's really funny. Coming back home from Port Angeles, that's when she does all of her the Buffy her montage. Buffy montage because she's got the book. She knows she touched Edward's hand, so she knows that he's cold, and so that's how that she finds cold ones. And the next day, she confronts Edward after school, and then they walk off the school campus into the forest instead of like her bringing. She just walks away and he follows her and there is no indication she, that he is supposed to. It's very She gave weird. him like an expression and a I think her walking into the forest was supposed to be some kind of indication like follow me. It was just weird. But, so that's that's where the stoners go. Leave that leave the woods alone. The kids need to smoke weed and now you're going to be there and they're going to have to get through the day sober. I don't think so. Yeah. So she confronts him in the forest and that's when we have say it. the iconic I know what you are. Say it. Say it. Out loud, a vampire. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. This is the skin of a killer. Um, Cam notes that he every time he's in pain from her freesia scent. Yeah. Edward quote looks like Andy Samberg making the jizz in my pants face. Oh my god, it's so true. Cam is correct. It's so true. It's so good. Ah, oh, this movie. He's just covered in body glitter, and it. I, I just like assume he's a, an exotic dancer. Yeah, the. We vampires are very uh, in the zeitgeist now because of this movie and like this well, era. They always have been right, but vampires are they go through different shifts. Like they're always whatever the current youth thing is, yes. and 
But the, was the, the interesting place. changes to like the vampire mythology, why can't they go out in the, the sunlight? And it's because they're too sparkly. It would be too obvious, whatever. But for the longest time watching this movie, I was like, wait, can he just walk in people's houses without permission? And I got confused because I also watched the Vampire Diaries recently. And in that one, they can't just mm. walk into people's houses. It's a big thing. They cannot. Um, they can compel in that one. Yeah, though. they can. And now we have our current most recent vampire Morbius. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, fucking Matt Berry's character. Oh, shit, that yeah. too. But I meant, have sex, have sex. Poop my pants, my tent. Poop my pants. I'm never going to watch that movie. No, you can't make us. We we joke about it all the time. We're not watching it. <laughs> we both have Morbius merch, you know? Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, he tells her that she is his own personal brand of heroin, says, so the lion fell in love with the lamb. What a stupid lamb. Audrey? What a sick masochistic lion. She, again, took no notes, knew that one from heart. I- All right. So <laughs> we get like 15 circle shots of them in the meadow, in yeah. the woods. So many. It's very blue, very green. This is also when we get a bunch of exposition dump of like... He got the Spanish flu in 1918, and that's when Carlisle turned him into a vampire because his parents were already dead. Blah, 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 blah. She shows up to school in that silver Volvo, and he hops out of his car to open her door. Yeah. And he has forgotten how to walk. He does not. Edward Pattinson, (laughs) Robert Cullen, does not know how to walk. Yeah, his. It's one of his most charming features. His walk in this movie is always super weird. So fucking weird. Uh, And then he wants to. He, he takes her home. He wants to take Bella to meet his family. They're not thrilled. Well, he says there's complications and then Billy and Jacob show up. And then, mm. like, you get kind of tension between Edward and Billy. And But Edward does immediately leave. Yes. He's like, you know what? I'll seed this fight. Like, he doesn't, he does a good job of de-escalating. He's like, I'm going to take myself yeah, out. He's not, he's not going to push it. He's not going to la push with the kids or whatever, even though it would have been fairly innocent. Like, he... The Car the, the Carlisles, the Cullens do uphold the like treaty stuff. Like I'd argue the uh Billy and Jacob is the equivalent to Catherine de Berg from Pride and Prejudice. Oh, interesting. Who is the woman who you're like, I don't know who the people are. <laughs> Continue. She is Darcy's aunt or something. Like they're related. Um, but she several things mm-hmm. doesn't want them to get married, confronts her about it, and is like tries to talk her out of it has someone else in mind, which doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just like, this is that roadblock. This is the person of status in the community that you trust telling you not to do this mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but they go and they cook Italian food for her. And yeah. does she even like Italian food? <laughs> and Emmett says her name is Bella. God, that shit is so funny. I love Emmett. Yeah. It's like the, so this is like, after they come home from the forest, that's the night where like, yeah, Bella's just like wearing no pants. Just like, I'm really horned up. And he's like, I can't do it. Um, Yeah. Oh, we also better hold on tight spider monkey, which I did make everyone shut the fuck <sighs> up for. The line delivery is funnier than you remember it being, I promise. It's so weird. And then they like go up into the trees, which they don't do in the books. More circle shots. More circle, More circle shots. shots. It's very cinem- cinematography-esque. Cinematic. That's really fun um, to say, actually. Cinematic. Uh, the v- evil vampire trio is running around barefoot. So Charlie finds a bear human footprint. Yeah. And Morgan says, damn, we have bear humans. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. 
I thought they were just werewolves, you know? I didn't know there was bear wolves. Okay, so he admits he's been sneaking into her window for months. They do the kisses. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's going to jizz in his pants. Yeah. Charlie clear, cleans his gun on the patio, or downstairs. When yeah, on the table. And there's also a second shotgun on the table, too. So it's like, okay. yeah, he's a... Uh... To be fair, I don't think he knew that he was being introduced to Edward at that moment. No, and like, in the books... He was just cleaning yeah, his guns. Bella didn't want to introduce Edward to Charlie, but Edward kind of insisted on it. And in the books, it's clearly like, I need you to tell... Permission. I need you to tell your dad that we're going to hang out because then I have to bring you home. Ew. Because otherwise I might kill you. Yeah, that's literally it. And when she's like, I don't want to tell my dad, he gets so pissed. Because he's like, why can't you just make this easier for me? Edward sucks. Anyway, Charlie has finished two cans of Rainier. It is 9 a.m. King. While he's cleaning his guns. He's on a weekend. It's island time. Live it up, baby. (laughs) So the three vampires... Oh, sorry. So they they go and have the the Italian food. They break it. Yeah, Rosalie is so pissed that she breaks the bowl of salad. She's so rude. Uh, and uh, then they go baseball. Well, and Edward like shows her around the house, and they have. Does this happen here? Yeah. So they they he shows her around the house, and then right like the scene after is baseball, but he like okay. takes her up into his room, and she's like, "You have so much good music." And then they like fly oh, right. out more the Debussy. Door. Yeah, more Debussy. And they have the cool like graduation caps on the wall, which is a nice touch that is for cute. the movie. We both we both mentioned like that was actually a cute and clever idea. One thing I apparently didn't recognize in this movie is that the Cullens are often wearing the like Cullen crest, which they desi- like they designed one for the movie. So there's a bunch of Twilight merchandise on hottopic.com which I haven't been looking at lately for Twilight merch where it's the Cullen crest specifically <laughs> sure. and I'm like why sure would I haven't. recognize this? But apparently they like wear it like a lot of the vampires in this movie. Did you notice no. in the movie? Even knowing that Me going either. in. <laughs> I think it's weird. Okay. I yeah. don't know. So uh, we have the best they scene. go and do the the best scene in any movie of all time. Okay. The fucking baseball to supermassive black mm-hmm. hole. Shut the fuck up. What a perfect goddamn scene. Um, in the book, one one note I have that I'm very mad about. Bella points out because like Edward's cranky at her and I forget even why he's just constantly cranky at her. She gets mm-hmm. mad at him for something and he gets really upset about it. And she points out, you're allowed to be mad and annoyed at me all the time. But if I'm mad at you, it's like not allowed. And that's textbook abuse. Anyways. Yeah. Supermassive black hole by Muse. Yeah. Uh, so they use the lightning and the thunder to mask the sound of them whipping the shit out of baseballs because they're just so strong so strong and also a thunder sound when the boys collide in the outfield so good yeah and then you get the lightning and thunder right Mm -hmm. behind it like they caused it or like they were as loud as which is so fucking funny and then the trio of evil vampires arrive on Healy's through the fog (laughs) alice sees them coming and they stop the baseball game and then yeah. Edward is immediately like, should I take Bella? Edward tells her to take her hair down, which would make her smell more. What she should have done is leave her hair up and put her hood yeah. up. I, I don't understand that. And then Rosalie is yeah. like, that won't help. I could smell her from across the field, which is Alice's line in the book. But whatever. Rosalie doesn't even acknowledge Bella in the book like as much as possible. Much less talk to her. Yeah. Hates, Hates her. her. So uh, they have a confrontation. Victoria and Rosalie are like inches away from each other's face and we all just kept shouting kiss kiss they are so close i meant it about edward and james oh my god rosalie and victoria are like 
inches, nose yeah, inches apart. Yeah, they're all like the entire crouching time. and growling at each other, and it's such a stupid shot. I love it so it's much. So dumb. Uh, yeah, and then the wind lightly. Yeah. Bl- blows in Bella's hair towards James. He's a tracker. He's never going to look. He's never going to He says, you brought a snack. And so now the conflict is we got to get Bella out of there because this vampire wants to eat her, which I don't know why they didn't expect something like this to happen. (laughs) And Edward even like says, like, it's my fault. Like, I should have been more careful because they knew there were vampires in the area. Like, yeah, um, so she wants to go home to her father, who is the chief of the post office, yeah. um, to warn him to get her things, etc. Uh, Edward and Edward's like, no, 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 no. I'm controlling the situation. You're going where I tell you to go. We're going straight. Yeah. Edward only cares about protecting Bella because, and here's my problem, is he it's he wants up. to protect her for his own selfish reasons. He wants her to stay alive because. He's obsessed with her now. So he doesn't care. He doesn't care about her happiness. He doesn't care about her parents or her friends or fucking whatever. She's the one that has to be like, you are not taking me out of town unless I know that my dad is safe. And he's if if I just disappear, he's going to suspect something. It's going to blow up your guys' spot also because he knows that we're together. And Edward has to relent because she's right. And she doesn't get to be right very often in the book. Yeah. And he says, you are my life now. Stupid. He says that you've like, been dating for two weeks. He you're says in high that school. like in her bedroom in the book. Like she wakes up and he's been with her all night watching her sleep, and she like gets in his lap and he says, and she says, "I love you," and he says, "You are my life now." Blech. This is a bad book, bad movie. It's bad. <laughs> they do a bit of a Bella going to Charlie and telling him that she she breaks up with him the same way Mom broke yes. up with him. I ha- I'm never gonna get out of the small it's town. You don't do anything. It's it's so mean be nice to that man i don't want to i don't want to get stuck in forks something along those lines brutal just mean to this man who's trying desperately but she also knows that if she doesn't Um, say something that harsh he will follow her because she says she's going mm -hmm. to take her truck and drive to phoenix which is also not realistic and yeah i think if she had been any less harsh he would have like followed her which so that makes sense yep um we get several comments about james's appearance at this moment cam says he looks like if the witcher lived in alabama oh that part was so and funny. and zach said he looks like comic-con witcher oh my god <laughs> and then cam said it looks like they shot this movie like a fucking music video because it's always so zoomed in that you only see like a third of anyone's yeah. face it does a bunch of cuts it's so close it's it's bad. We watched the after uh, behind the scenes and the shots are so much wider and they're not tinted blue. They look and so they much look better. Great. And you can like the acting it, looks better. The Everything looks better. It's it's not. That was such an editing nightmare and it is redemptive to learn yes. that. The, the escape plan is Edward and Emmett are going to stay in Forks and hunt and hunt James with Carlisle because they think James is going to expect Edward to be with Bella wherever she goes. They put Rosalie in Bella's jacket so that she can rub off on things and make them stinky. And Esme and and Bella's stuff as well. So Bella, or not Bella, Rosalie and Esme are supposed to keep an eye on Victoria. And then it's supposed to be Jasper and Alice taking Bella to Arizona because Mm -hmm. they're like, well, it would be the stupidest option if she went to Arizona so James isn't going to expect us to take the stupidest option, but we are taking the stupidest option. It's that's correct. Weird and roundabout, but it makes sense. 
So Edward and Carlisle and Emmett lose track of James. So they're going to come. Edward's going to come to Phoenix and get her and they're just going to go somewhere. Well, Alice starts getting visions as well. She that tell us that he's in a ballet studio. Bella says, I recognize mm -hmm. it. That's where I used to take lessons. In the the book, she gets. Oh, oh. I was going to say in the book when Alice is having visions, she also sees Bella's mom's house because in the book, Mm -hmm. Bella goes to her mom's house and then she's supposed to call a number and receive instructions on where to go next. And that is the ballet studio. But in this one, they cut that out. Like, that that part's stupid anyway. So they're just like, no, we're, you're going directly to the ballet studio. Yeah. So she gets a call and she hears her mom say, Bella, Bella, where are you? And it doesn't sound weird at all to her, even though it's clearly a recording. From like 1987. Yeah, off of a VCR. Or 1980. 1980- 90 a vcr and like shitty tv speakers and a handicam shut the fuck up shut the fuck up stupid but she falls she falls for it and he's he tells her to get away from the other vampires and go to the ballet studio or your mom's gonna fucking eat it dude which it doesn't make any sense that she follows his instructions because even like even as little as edward cares about her mom if she was like he has my mom here we can't go in unless you promise to, like, save my mom. And he did relent and let her say goodbye to Charlie. Yeah. So it's it it would have been worth it to ask. OK, yes. so in the this is my annoyance that we talked about already. Alice would have been able to see if her mom was actually there. So yep. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Edward could have read the minds of the people in the building yeah, to see if your mom's actually he in there. He would have realized, yeah, that her mom wasn't in there. The, He's literally so fast, he could have gotten in and out of that building before James noticed. Yeah, that's, it's a whole yeah. thing that he is impossibly fast. It's why the only person who can kill him is Wanda. Anyway. Mm. No, I can't remember it. In the book, they like they she tries to have plans throughout, and they won't let her be part of planning her own escape. Mm-hmm. And it makes a little bit more sense that in the book that she would decide, well, you're not going to listen to me anyway. I'm going to go and do this. Yeah, that's true. But in the movie, that doesn't happen. She just flat out doesn't trust them. And then... Alice is like, no, I want to hear Bella's idea. And that's when she Bella. It was Bella's idea in the book for Jasper and Alice to take her to Phoenix because she like Bella was the one that was like, James is going to expect you to be with me no matter where I am. So if you're not with me, that's going to throw him off. And then I might able to like get out. And Alice is like, oh, that makes sense. We should do that. Also, one one other thing about why we love Alice so, and during that conversation, Edward talks down to her in the most maddening way whatsoever. Because she's like, does anybody want to hear my plan? And he's like, no. Um, Alice is also the only person that ever asks Bella for permission before carrying her. Like, there's a part in the book where Emmett just, like, slings her over his shoulder to, like, get her from the car to the house. Edward doesn't always ask her. Like, he just picks her up and takes her. Alice holds out her arms and she goes, may I? And Bella even says, you're the first person to ask. That's upsetting. Um, Yeah. She is just like this weak little like toy less than to them. And Alice is the only one that treats her as an intelligent person with agency and like bodily autonomy even. There is like the themes of agency and autonomy come up throughout the books in a lot of intentional and unintentional ways. But it's really common. So, like, it's a very common horror trope for vampires and werewolves to have these fights, right? Mm-hmm. Like, vampires don't have a choice. They thirst for blood. It controls them. Werewolves typically don't have a choice. They mm. forcibly transform under a full moon. That's not the case in Twilight. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where Bella does or doesn't have agency. They're, like, 
it comes up a lot and it's probably not intentional because Stephanie Meyer is not a good enough author for it. But it is very interesting that they wrapped all of that in there. Yes. It's you you could do a much deeper analysis than it deserves on the agency, on the decisions, on the all that. And it's also the we, we talk like in a lot of conversations that people have about Twilight, there is a talk about the right relationship dynamic because Edward is 108 years old and Bella is 17. It's so fucked it's up. It's fucked up because of the age thing. But then you also have the added dynamic. But they're of, hetero, so it's not grooming. Right. Um, he's he's basically a fucking father figure, whatever. But beyond that, even he's protective as fuck. He's he. You are his life now. Uh, yeah. There is the dynamic of vampires see themselves as above human and even if they mm-hmm. like Car- like carlisle's coven like has the thing of like we don't hunt humans like whatever it's still i can't like i have to imagine that they still have that like we oh, are rosalie especially rosalie especially but they they are above humans they have all of these like physical attributes that make them above humans so when you have edward in love with Bella, there is a dynamic of he believes, and to a certain extent, like it's true, like he is above her, at least physically, emotionally, like he should be more mature than he is. And in the book, Stephanie Meyer includes, like, I, I feel like it's a throwaway line about how uh Bella is like, yeah, my mom says I'm I was born 37 or something like that, where it's like, yeah, but she's just really mature for her age or whatever. Um I just realized two more Pride and Prejudice uh, parallels that I'm going to now interrupt you oh, and bring please up. please do. Thank you. Rosalie is Caroline Bingley mm-hmm. in that she is antagonistic, does not want this relationship, does not want this coupling, wants this girl who is not good enough for Edward gone. Mm-hmm. And then Alice is Georgiana or Georgina Darcy, mm-hmm. which is Darcy's sister, who is super welcoming, super friendly. Like as soon as she meets her, does a hug, which is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, is just like charming as fuck. I did not realize that while I was writing my notes. Cute, right? I want there to be an Alice in every story, dude. There should yeah. be. Everyone deserves a friend like Alice. Yeah. She like like is paying attention, is emotionally intelligent, good person. Cares about Bella's thoughts and feelings even when Edward doesn't. Alice in every iteration of her existence does not need to date a Confederate soldier who owns slaves though. No, why does she need Jasper? I don't think Jasper deserves her. Hey, why do vampire shows and movies keep doing this? Because in the Vampire Diaries, there are also Confederate soldiers. You just make them from the north. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it would be so easy. I don't. Well, I think it's because the Confederates were evil enough to like make a bunch of newborn vampires to win, but then they still lost. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The whole like it's newborn vampires are a thing in like the later books. And I think Stephanie Meyer said in like her preface to Life and Death that there's a lot of mechanics that she wished she had included in this first book more because like the the ones she specifically mentions are like Alice's powers like get more refined and like defined like in the later books as well. And Mm -hmm. I do want to point out because we love Alice, there is an entire arc about her in the book that is not included in the movie where when Edward is explaining like how all of his family became vampires, it was like Car- oh, yeah, yeah, Carlisle yeah. was the son of a priest. And so they have a crucifix hanging in their house as kind of like an inside joke, which is really cute. It's really but cute. he used to hunt vampires and he got caught and like was turned into one. And they kind of had to like reverse engineer how it was that like 
humans became vampires. So Carlisle had mm-hmm. like a theory, and that's why he tried it on Edward, whose parents were already dead. He was dying of the Spanish flu. Carlisle was lonely. So he made Edward. And then he made Rosalie because he found her after being brutal, like she was brutalized in a back alley by a bunch of like, including her fiance, I think. Yeah, I think that was the the story. Like her fiance got drunk with a bunch of his buddies and then she got like assaulted in an alley. Carlisle found also, her. Also, her special power is that she is the hottest one. Yeah. Like literally it comes up in the books all the yes. time about how impossibly beautiful Rosalie is. And in, in the book, the way that the powers are explained is that... Mm-hmm. You take whatever your strongest y- traits were. Yes, you bring that with you. And the, the phrase bring that with you is also used in the DVD extra. So I think there was some stuff about that in the movie that got cut out because the movie, okay. like its final version is already two hours long. So I think they had to cut it. But the arc with Alice is she didn't know where she came from. She just woke up as a vampire one day and had no memory of being human. Mm. So that's a thing in the book that gives you more context for her because I love her. I love Alice. Yeah. And then when James is like playing with like Bella before killing her later, he mentions like he has done this before where he was pursuing a vampire who was in love with a human. And when the time before the vampire turned his human into another vampire and James was so pissed about it that he killed the vampire. And the one that Mm -hmm. was created was Alice and she was like yep. a woman in a mental institution because she had visions. And it's great parallel. It's great background. It's good it's character cool. development. It's interesting. Yeah. And then the movies were like, eh, no. Yeah, the movies don't mention. It's such a good parallel to James. I just like, why would you not? Like of all the, like, Stephanie Meyer's not a great writer, but that was, that was a, a good cool parallel. And, and it shows why Alice is so much more understanding and like, oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. And, uh. It, the the whole bringing things over with you from your human life doesn't show up in the movie at all i don't think there's no explanation yeah. of how like i think she like asks why do you get to read people's like do all vampires read people's minds and he's just like oh only some of us can do cool stuff but he doesn't explain why yeah and then like also in the book there's a whole thing about um edward won't tell bella how vampires are made or how they're killed anytime she asks he's like I don't want to talk about it. But in, yeah. in in the book, it's like Alice is the one that tells her because she's just like, hey, can you just be straight with me? And Alice. I've never been straight. Right. But Alice is understanding. She's like, Edward's going to be pissed at me for telling you this, but I think that you have a right to know. And you're asking and you have the autonomy to like want information. And so like. Mm-hmm. That's how she finds out in the book. I don't know. Some of it, I'm sure, was changed to make Edward look less overbearing in the movie. But I know. (laughs) But he has to be the dark, brooding savior. Yeah. Just like Darcy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so he has to save her. So James bites her and the venom gets into her and she's going to die. Because they've nicked or very nearly nicked or something the femoral artery. Yeah. So Edward... Does a little bit of sucky stuff. Yeah, Carlisle's working on, like, sealing up her wounds, and he's like, you have to suck out the venom. Which, don't do that for snake bites, also. Don't do that. Yeah. So he's doing it, and Bella's very clearly having an orgasm (laughs) on the ground. She's like, yeah, she's, like, flopping around on the floor. She goes cross-eyed. She makes that anime face. The one that I can't pronounce. She makes a, what is the the name of the face? The word that the thoughts were thinking of is Ahegao. We get a flashback of, like... Uh, as as Edward's sucking out the blood and like creaming his pants, um, <laughs> like 
you get a, like a montage of like them laying next to each other in the wildflowers and like blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up in the hospital. Well, he has to be like repeatedly told by Carlisle to stop yes. because again, that's heroin, baby. Which in the book, um, he stops himself. He's like, I could taste your morphine, so I was done. Morphine. Yeah. Oh, Carlisle, Carlisle gave, gave her morphine because she was like mortally wounded. Yeah. Anyway, when you nut, but he keeps sucking. <laughs> so I can't believe they did that in front of the family. Like, I can't believe they got each other off in front of the whole family. Carlisle was right there. Well, the family, to be fair, was distracted. Alice just like hopping on James's back and tearing his head off, which that scene rips. Queen. I love it. Inexplicably, mm-hmm. Bella tells her mother and her mother believes that she fell down two flights of stairs and through a window. Just goes to show how clumsy she is that that would be believable. She's just so clumsy. Take a hit. Um. Anyway, Renee, if your daughter told you that she ran into a door and that's how she got a black eye, are you believing that too? Oh, that's a good point. What the fuck? Why does she believe that? You've never... Get your daughter away from this boy. Any other mother would do that. You've never heard of this boy that's in her hospital room and like... Fake sleeping. Yeah, fake sleeping and like they haven't been dating very long and she's already this injured. She ran away. She had a huge fight. She ran away. She got wildly injured and you're like, nah, go back. Whatever. She goes back to fucking Forks and Jacob shows up and says, my dad wants you to break up with your boyfriend. Yeah. At prom. Weird. Yeah. Fucking weirdo. I leave you for two minutes and the wolves descend, Edward says when he comes back after Jacob leaves. Oh, but their their conversation in the hospital, she asked, she's like, why didn't you just let me be a vampire? And he was like, I want you to to be human or whatever, which that's the part that bothers me is like, Bo got to choose. And oh, I'm so sorry. Hold on. I've got more quotes that are really important. When Edward is being choked by James. Oh, yeah. Audrey shouted, touch dicks. Yeah. And when Edward has him, and Edward is choking James, you and I simultaneously shouted, kiss. <laughs> That's all. Their faces get really close. It's really hot. They're really into it. Um, Iron and Wine is playing uh, as they dance at the gazebo mm-hmm. at prom. I think the like uh, trivia thing said that Kristen Stewart picked that song. Good for her. Yeah. They confirmed. Everyone is so creeped out by these two horn dogs that they leave. Hannah said, yo, I can hear that guy's pants tightening. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> They're super horny. They're super horny. The weird father thing, like father figure, like dynamic comes into play for me too, because he like has her stand on his feet to dance. Like a daddy daughter dance, dude. What yeah. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, um, she's already she has already decided that she wants to be a vampire, but he has decided that it's not up to her. Excuse yeah, me? that sucks. Where are the high school chaperones? Why did no one come and break up this boner party? I don't know. They could just be like dry humping on this gazebo. He they like pretty much dips are. her. He yeah. dips her and does a big old neck smooch. Yeah, because he he keeps telling her he's like, "Are you sure that you want to be a vampire? Do you want this to be the twilight of your life? Like that kind of thing." And so when he dips her. She's like shaking, like anticipating her, like biting it at the twilight of your life. Yeah. Biting her neck. Well, also the like nods to twilight. There's a scene in the cafeteria. They say twilight a lot. Yeah. There's a scene in the cafeteria where like she drops an apple and he whole cradles it in his hands like the cover. We all whooped. That was so stupid. That took Uh, 13 takes. (laughs) And then the movie just kind of ends with Victoria looking out, seeing them smooching in the gazebo and like very clearly setting it up that she wants she wants success. She wants revenge. You killed my mate. I'm going to kill yours. Yes. And she's hot. And I hope that she succeeds. Um, I can tell you the truth is that she doesn't. What? That can't be right. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk more about Pride and Prejudice now. Uh, okay. Do you have more? Uh, I have stuff about Jacob. Let's have uh, it. So the, the like life and death in that okay. imagining of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo becomes a vampire. They live happily ever after, ever after, whatever. And there's no love triangle with Jacob, who is Jules in that book. What's weird about Twilight and the love triangle is that there's not really a love triangle in Twilight either. It's, no, it's just in it happens in New Moon is when it starts. Well, in book well, book two, which yeah. is New Moon, right? Yeah. She chooses Edward and she never goes back on it. No. The, I it's think, not a love triangle that people want it to be. She picks Edward. It's always going to be Edward. She always picks Edward, but Jacob is always there with feelings for Bella trying. But it turns out later that the reason that Jacob has feelings for Bella is because her fucking egg is there. And there's a dynamic where werewolves imprint on mates. So, it's another issue of agency. So this, so I was going to bring it up because it doesn't happen in this movie. But werewolves yeah. do have the agency of when they transform. Mostly, there's like a rage issue. Yeah. But where the werewolves lose their agency is in the mating, and they even say that the most like Jacob talks about how you're not in control of yourself, and your mm-hmm. genes have rewritten it so that you are happy about it. Um, yes. And it's terrifying. And then it happens to Jacob later, and he's happy about it because mm-hmm. his genes rewrote it because he doesn't have a choice. Yeah. It also says uh, there was someone who was in a perfectly happy relationship, but then he imprinted on someone, and now the mystical mating bond has taken over your life. Yes. And, and, I, and I remember like, that. And there was also like there was another werewolf who had imprinted on a very young girl, yeah. and they were like, "Well, he just politely waited for her to get older." Yeah, you, their aging stops. So Jacob yeah. stops aging when Renesmee is born until she becomes 18, and I'm I, guessing. I think it was a thing, too, that for a while they didn't have people becoming werewolves. And then yeah. because of the threat of vampires, they become right. werewolves. So, in- so so right now, none of the no quill youths are currently vampires. And, yes. I'm sorry, werewolves. And they think it's a kind of a myth because the Cullens aren't causing the imbalance. Yes. It's when Victoria and James and Laurent. James and Laurent, thank you, start doing murder that the curse is triggered. Yes. So in New Moon, Victoria is pursuing Bella. Edward has gone away. And so the werewolves start again. And that's basically like werewolf puberty, like Jacob becomes yeah. hot is part of it also. Like literally. So in life, wise. in life and death, because Bo becomes a vampire, Jules, who is femme Jacob, mm-hmm. never becomes a werewolf and just has like unrequited like there, there's no oh, lady there's, donor. Yeah. So what happened? Like Jules doesn't get to fall like imprint and fall in love with Renesmee, which is probably for the best. Yes, but that's it- fucked up, Stephanie. <sighs> that's so fucked up. It was bad enough that you made a hundred and eighteen year old fall in love with a sixteen year old. It is equally fucked up that you made an eighteen year old fall in love with a fucking fetus. And I have to, I have to wonder if she like regrets it too because. With it, with Bo becoming a vampire, it's like there is no Renesmee or like Charlie, like whatever name, like Charlie Kareen, mm-hmm. like oh uh, my god, weird name smush, like that yeah. doesn't happen. Well, so, Charlie could be Charlotte. Charlie very easily could have been gender swapped, and it's stupid that she didn't do it. Anyway, like <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot of complicated feelings. Also, Charlie was a better parent. Why didn't you name your kid after Charlie? 
Renee sucked as a parent. Yeah, why did you? I, I think it's literally because it was a girl daughter. Girl daughter. She wanted probably to name that kid Esme, her true mother figure. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, my mom's going to get so pissy about this. Esme is so right. great. She's a sweetheart. Esme's great. But she's just mom personified. I'm going to talk about Prime Precious now. Please do. Okay, great. So um, Bella refusing whatever that boy is. Uh, Eric. Okay, so when Bella refuses Eric and then Eric asks Angela, that mm-hmm. is Lizzie rejecting Mr. Collins and Mr. Collins uh, proposing to her best friend. I can't mm. remember her name. And they get married. So they're done. Charlotte Good Lucas. Part. So that's done. Fuck yeah, remembering Charlotte Lucas. Look at this steel trap of a brain I have. Uh, there was also a female character in the book that liked Tyler and like fucking hated Bella because Tyler asked her to prom. And also Tyler just shows up at her house on prom thinking that she's going to be there. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I've been dating Edward very publicly. Why would I go to prom with you? And she's fucking pissed. That's what, uh, why Anna Kendrick's character hates Bella is because that boy gives her attention that she doesn't well, even want. Mike gives her, yeah, I don't, Anna Kendrick's character doesn't come off as, like, hating Bella to In me. the book, I can't remember yeah. what the character's name is. Jess, In the book, that character hates her. Jess does hate Bella at first, and then after Bella is like, hey, Mike, maybe you should ask out Jessica instead. That's when they become yep. closer friends, yeah. Yep, you're yep. right. Edward and the Collins in general are viewed as snobs in the town. Mm-hmm. They're too good for people. It's it, like a point of contention. Except for Charlie. Charlie thinks they're all nice until Edward starts dating his daughter. Right. And he's like defensive. He's like, we are so lucky to have Mr. Dr. Cullen in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you and people right. need to grow the fuck up. I mean, wildly yeah. lucky to have the Cullens. Elizabeth and Bella are both no-nonsense, kind of socially weird girls. Like, they mm-hmm. both have interests that aren't typical. So it's like a whole thing that... Uh, Elizabeth likes to go she walks everywhere oh she yeah whatever it means sex uh, but it comes up a lot uh, and likewise Bella is this weird awkward girl who doesn't quite fit in and mm-hmm. is briefly annoyed at the Cullens for their snobbery they're both average looking it's a thing that in the books Bella is supposed to be plain looking then yeah. they cast Kristen fucking Stewart nice try no one's gonna believe she isn't stunning yeah in the book she is not the most attractive sister it's a whole point that Jane is the hottest sister mm. Do I have a oh, wedding at the end of the book is the equivalent of the prom at the end of the book. Oh, both of them being interested in each other on first sight. And Edward saying something that is perceived as an insult to Bella trying mm. to get out of biology. It's like her saying she's not handsome enough to tempt me. It's it, there's so much fucking parallels in this. None of it is intentional and it does not hold up. But it's fun. It's fun to play in the space. It, it would be fun also if like it was written like explicitly with that framing because. Yeah mid like early 2000s was also when we got like 10 things i hate about you and that was the era where we got all of this i think this movie would or the story in general would be better with that frame it it would be like less egregious if if it had more structure yeah yeah, if if frankly you had stolen some bones from another good one maybe this would have held up better yeah but can i lay out the name swaps for the gender swapped version yeah, let's fucking do it. Okay. Our main character, Bella, is Bo, as we've talked about, Beaufort. Uh, Edward is Edith with a Y-T-H-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Carlisle Cullen is Kareen Cullen, and she is the matriarch of the coven. We have uh, Charlie and Renee are the same, as we've discussed, as is stupid. Esme stupid. is Ernest. So people were like, well, if Bo had a son, maybe he would name be named Chernist. <laughs> <laughs> 
little baby Chernist. Jacob is Julie, a.k.a. Jules. James is Joss, which to me is not a super feminine name in the first place. I don't know. It. Well, but it's a, Jocelyn. May, that maybe. Jasper is Jessamine, which is horrifying. Just just Jess. Jessamine. Just Jess would have been fine. You want to blend in with fucking humans. Why wouldn't you just go by Jess? Well, okay, sorry. So in the book, they do make a point to say that the Cullens have dated names and that they talk dated, but they they, don't because that's not how language works. It would be wild if they still talked like that. And Uh, we have a lot of old names that still like my name is fucking Audrey. Edward? Alice? Yeah. Like Alice isn't a weird name to me, honestly. No. Edward is not like... Rosalie is a little bit weird, but honestly, just kind of comes off pretty. I know roses. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, none of these names are weird. Like, fucking Gertrude would have worked here. Yeah. Gertrude or Mildred. Bartholomew. Yeah. Also, like, the thing I don't understand, too, is so Edward was born in like 1908. Edward for that time makes sense. Jasper was... Actually, he must have been born in 1900, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he died in 18. Okay, you're right, sorry, you're right, right, right. Uh, he was born in 1900. Jasper was in the conf- like the Civil War. So Jasper is older than any of his siblings. And Carlisle is like 300 years old. Because for a while he was hanging out with the Volturi in Italy. So we have that difference too. But Jasper is the most recent to join the coven... And the most recent to like go vegetarian or whatever. Also, Rosalie as a as a man is royal. That sucks. Ew. Yeah. What else do we have? Victoria becomes Victor. Yeah. What does Laurent become? Lauren. Lauren. Laurent That's becomes good. Lauren. That's perfect. Emmett becomes Eleanor. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Eleanor is kind of an old fashioned name. That one is fine. Yeah, that's fine. But just like Kareen. I- I don't think Stephanie... Frankly, Isabella is a fucking dated name. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, not now, because everyone's fucking named their child Isabella. It's also funny that, like, her name in Twilight is Isabella, Bella for short, and they do the whole, like, oh, she must be Italian. Beaufort is French. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they make her a croissant. A croissant. That, actually, I should just skip to that scene in the book and see what they... No. Yeah. they, They didn't, like, cook for her in the book. Oh, wait, at all, did they? No, it was just in the movie. It's a cute scene. It was a cute scene where she's just like, I already ate. (laughs) Or like he tells them that she already ate because she was just going to be polite. She tries to be polite. Yeah. Yeah. Edward's kind of an asshole to his family. Well, yeah. He's putting them all in danger. Also, Rosalie's the only one that. Ooh, in the movie, Rosalie's the only one that has a fucking problem with it. Whereas in the book, Jasper also has an issue with it. For personal reasons, Jasper is a young... Well, what is it? Jasper is worse at controlling it or something? Jasper's been a vegetarian for the least amount of time. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Super struggles. And it does. it is a little bit heartbreaking. Uh, I think they do a better job in the book. During the final scene, Alice is really struggling with mm-hmm. Bella's blood. Uh, she gets it on her hands and like she smells it. She does not lick it. No. Spike. That would be a bad idea. Yeah. But she smells it and she's like, Carlisle, the blood. And yeah. she's like freaking out and she's like holding it together until Carlisle can get over there. But like then she leaves. Mm-hmm. She she rips a head off. Yeah. And once she does a little bit of murder, blows off some steam, she can come back and help Bella. Yes. But like in the books, I think she apologizes to Bella for it. it in the book, actually, I think she stays with her the whole time and... Bella in the hospital is like, wasn't she affected? Like, is she like, was she okay? And Edward goes, Alice also loves you, which I think was yeah. really sweet. Yeah. But like, she cares about you. She wanted you to be safe. And your safety came first for that moment. But yeah. it, like, either way, it, it's I know that Alice felt bad for wanting Bella's yes. blood at some point, And it comes up. I think you're and right. And Jasper, like, 
she cuts her hand at her birthday or something. Bella does. And then Jasper like loses it. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't remember where that was. Yeah. And like that was like a whole thing, too, because Jasper. No, that's a new moon. And that's why Edward runs away. Okay, because it's not safe. Because it's not safe. It's like a a whole thing where Jasper feels so, and and Alice feels Mm -hmm. so, so fucking guilty about it. And it's like, it's in your nature. And again, back to agency, it wasn't super your choice. And you, I mean, I can't hold this against you. Yeah. I think that's the, like, the, I think her, she cuts her hand in New Moon. And that's the, like, she's surrounded by vampires who all of a sudden have to be a lot more, like, self-controlly. And that's when Edward is like, we gotta go have fun being depressed for three months. I hope you don't fall in love with a werewolf. <laughs> I can't believe it's only three months. The books do make that drag the fuck out. I think I think he's gone for longer, but the three months pass by where Stephanie Meyer She's does the nothing. thing where she like says like October, November, and it's just an empty chapter, which is a okay. good. That's good. That's great. Like I love that's that. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. That is depresso. Where here's the thing. There, there is so much that can be said about this movie. A lot of people already said most of it in like 2009 when we got all of the think pieces about how this is obviously an abusive relationship. Well, it's also very easy to hate on things that young girls like. That too. There was there was a movement for a little while where like people would make fun of sparkly vampires where it was like, oh, gay, whatever. Yeah, it's very common. Yeah. Whatever is currently popular with young girls is going to get aggressively dunked on. And yeah. There is a there like sucks to be you. Twilight fucking took off. So it's having a renaissance. Yes. 2008 was like the era of like the spoof movie. And I Mm -hmm. do remember there was one that was specifically like very Twilight oriented. I think there's a porn called Taint Light. Excuse me. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. Am I making this up? I can't tell well, if I know it's what our next spoof. episode's going to be. I can't tell if it's a spoof or a porn. Does it matter? No, I think the the like they they redid the like Edward's like over her and she's like holding on to him, the poster, you know. But the little uh blurb says evil lurks in the darkest nether regions. I think this is porn. That's funny. Honestly, oh, spectacular. yeah. The movies deserve a lot. I'm sorry, the movies and the books, the entire universe deserve a lot of criticism, but yes. I think it became such Like, it had such a target on its back, additionally, because it was for women. It was the Justin Bieber effect. Right. Yeah. Yes. Where it's... And it's just, how can we belittle this? How can we not take it seriously? Yes. And, like, now all the girls who grew up loving and reading this Mm -hmm. are older. And, I like, a lot of the shit that we made fun of in the 2000s or whatever is coming back. And, and like, Mm -hmm. things that were popular to like, now everyone hates. So, like, everyone's now dunking on The Office. Yes. Don't worry. In... Four to six more years, everyone's going to be like, oh, you were all wrong. We like The Office again. Like, it's just this cycle is eternal. So in four to six years, everyone's going to hate Twilight again because we like it now. And like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. And Twilight, you know what? Twilight's for the gays now. Uh, That's right. You know how. So if you if you were a boy that read Twilight or if you were if you like watched the movies or whatever, that's like basically like, oh, you're gay now. Uh. You know, it, it was gay if you were a man that wanted to watch this with your girlfriend or something even. Oh, yeah. You wanted to watch it. You wanted to watch characters have emotions. Although gay. I will say the two people I knew in high school who like watched Twilight turned out to be trans women recently. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 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 Twilight turns you gay. <laughs> I'm homophobic. It's thought cast canon. It's fine. Yeah, we know you are. Um, I like the tradition of movies about the straights for the gays, mm-hmm. which is a phrase that Sammy coined and I now use all the time. Mamma Mia, yeah. a movie about heteros for the homos. Mm-hmm. Twilight, a movie about the heteros for the homos. Yes. Like, 
This is not straight culture. No. This is ours. No. Yeah, you can't put two Paramore songs on a soundtrack and expect it to be only for the straights. Come on. Come on. Also, I, I do want to mention also Twilight changed forever alt girls. Yeah. Like, because, like, Hot Topic changed how it like what it sold and how it sold things like yes it, the impact <laughs> this movie and these books had on the zeitgeist the on culture baby purchasing yeah like yeah merchandising for the culture yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i for for books for young romance yeah. for like like this made romance books more popularly acceptable yes. this made like it, it had a lot of positive effects yeah. It just also had a lot of really negative effects. Yes. Like, this is an abusive relationship. I don't know <laughs> how to be more clear about it. This is a bad relationship. These are bad people. It's fiction and it's fun. Yes. And it also, like, growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends that enjoyed reading for fun. We know you didn't have a lot of friends. Shut up. Uh, I read a lot of books as a kid. I read these books. Also, I will mention... Shout out, like calling out my mother. She would not buy me these books. She had well, satanic. She had no problem with Harry Potter. Like she wasn't one of those Christian moms. Wait, what? She had no problem with Harry Potter, but she would not buy me these books. I assumed both were banned. Yeah, you would think. But to her credit, like she didn't say like you can't read them. She was like, I'm not going to pay money for these books. If you want to borrow them from a friend or like buy, like check them out from the library, like that's on All you right. then. That's and actually, fair. The funniest thing is she then later went on to read these books and loved them more than I did. And then she also read the What fifth- team is she on? What? I, what I, team she I on? think probably Edward. I haven't talked yeah. to her about it recently, but What team are you on? What okay, what I would have told you in 2008 is yeah. I was team book Edward movie Jacob. I think these days I'm just team Jacob. Yeah. Like in a sense of like he is the one that is good for you. And he's still protective of Bella, but he respects her in a much more different way. Like, I think she would have agency with Jacob. Yeah. And it's also, yeah. he's a year younger than her. And I think that dynamic is cute. Yeah. And he's he's just so sweet. And like, he's New really Moon sweet. is just him trying to help her get out of her depressive state. And he just, cares so much. He is so sweet. And Taylor Lautner is an attractive man. He like never pushes. Mm-mm. It's, yeah. I'm team Charlie. So yeah, for me, I'm team uh, Alice. I think. Oh, fuck. Actually, yeah. What if Alice and Bella fucked instead, dude? Stop it. Cute. Every time, every time Alice came on the screen, you, me and Hannah all said queen. (laughs) Every single time. She just kind of dances into the room and she's just like adorable. I don't know. Also, like speaking of Fifty Shades, I'm not I've never read those books. I've never watched the movies. And I am a little bit mad that Twilight brought that to us. What do you want to do? I know, I know what I would like. Our next not MCU. Mo- I would. Can we do uh, no. uh, Fifty Shades? No, because uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the tampon scene that everybody knows about. <laughs> you don't want to talk about his Dom jeans? Oh my god, I forgot about the Dom jeans. <gasps> I think about the Dom jeans every it's day. It's fucking playroom that everybody like made gifts over later. Like yes. Oh, but- the culture. The culture. The culture. The impact these movies had. Cinema. 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 I don't know. <sighs> Quality. I love Twilight. Um, also, okay, so the pre- the Pride and Prejudice thing, by the way, does only apply to Twilight the First. The meta- I, They do not hold up if I try to keep going across different movies. No, it, it wouldn't make sense for it to. I thought about trying to make New Moon into Pride, and I, I can't. 
I tried really hard and I can't. Because Pride ends when they get married. It doesn't have sequels, yeah. does it? No. So how could you? Yeah. And like the the life and death is very explicitly Brigade. like it ends here. Mm-hmm. They like Bo becomes a vampire. They have happily ever after whatever. So like clearly well, he's a man. So he gets to decide what he, he's a man. He gets becomes. to decide. I can't believe we're not doing more of these movies. I can't believe I have to go back to the MCU. Wait, Stephanie, what? <laughs> Stephanie, what? Please. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. We'll do more. All right, everybody. So if you're keeping up with us, we are going to be covering the first three episodes of WandaVision in our next episode. That's going to be our start of phase four. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next episode. The MCU Thoughtcast is filmed in front of a live podcast audience in Alaska. If you want to follow the hosts on social platforms, those links are in the description, or maybe they aren't. Don't follow Pilnock. She doesn't want that. This episode was mixed and edited by Nathan Norman Brandt. Our theme music, Chase, is by Sugar Crash Tats. And our art is by Aaron Moeller. We love them. Have your pets spayed or neutered and your boyfriends too. Goodbye.